Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of SSPN. This is obviously a much better recap. And it's, you know, I think this kind of worked out perfectly for us, Ethan, because it was like, okay, we kind of had the trial run in the first game against the Kings. And now we get to reset in this second game against the Kings where things went a lot better for the Spurs. And I think that now we'll have all this review stuff down and uh, we'll get this, we'll get this out and it'll, it'll be smooth sounding. On uh, on a, in your podcast feed or on your YouTube feed, it sounds. I guess that's what you call it. Yeah, whatever, YouTube <laughs> feed, whatever it is. I mean, whatever you say, Jude is correct, and you're absolutely right because the Spurs actually played well tonight. It was a surprise for me because we really were off in that first game. The Kings were hitting every single one of their shots, but it was a opposite tonight. The Spurs' defense was a lot better. We had a lot more urgency we had a lot more uh, rotational you know closeout speed we, we were just a lot better all the way around and um, yeah it was just a lot better of a game overall yeah absolutely and you know I told you earlier I was I was working out so I missed a little bit of the game mm-hmm. um, but just looking at the box score here that first quarter eerily similar to Monday's game but the difference was in the second quarter this time the Spurs won that 36 to 26 so in the last game, I believe it was 31 to 27. This game, it was 33 to 27. So a little bit bigger lead, but they were able to build on that in the second quarter. And I think that was because from what you've told me and from, from what I did see in the second half that I was able to watch, um, that was because Rudy Gay and Patty Mills came off the bench on fire. They absolutely did. They were both extremely efficient, especially from three. And something that I saw that was extremely evident all night long was we fixed our offensive scheme. You know, in the first game, you noticed it a lot, Drew, where DeMar or Rudy or somebody were stuck in the mid-range and we'd have to settle for these last-second, you know, turnaround jumpers. And that wasn't the case this game, especially in the first half. Everybody was moving off-ball, including DeMar, including Rudy, and we were getting the best shots possible, and it was clear by the score in the second quarter especially. Yep. And, you know, while there was a positive there uh, in the first half coming off the bench, an unfortunate negative was we got to see Gorgie Jang for a whopping six minutes and then he got hurt. So our lineup is basically the same. So that was just wanted to to get your thoughts on that, because that was kind of tragic that, you know, okay, we get him out here. He's in the rotation Mm -hmm. and he's hurt. It was very disappointing. It was a solid six minutes from Gorgie. I am excited. It's just the best six minutes ever, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, I mean, uh, Pop said pregame that he was just hoping to get some his feet wet. You know, I don't think he was going to play that many minutes anyway. But from what I saw, he looked comfortable. He he had that syndrome. Uh, the announcers were talking about it. You know, Sean Elliott and Bill Land. Mm-hmm. They're saying everyone that comes to the Spurs, they kind of forget who they are and start making the extra pass too many times. And that's what mm-hmm. I was seeing from him. He was being super unselfish, which is always a good thing because we can let him shoot later on. But, you know, it, it was definitely a solid six minutes from Gorgie. He played defense pretty well and he's rolling to the basket. You can't ask for anything more. But Drew Eubank saved the day. He was a spark <laughs> off the bench in the second half. Very excited. 
to see Drew. Oh, but I wanted to ask you one question, Jude, um, about last game. Do you remember if DeMar played the whole first quarter or not? I don't remember that off at the top of my head, but what I do know is that he usually plays all of the first quarter, but I want to say, I think they might've taken him out last game. You know, you can correct us if we're wrong in the Mm -hmm. comment section, but he, he usually plays the whole first quarter, but I think in that Monday game, he, he might've been taken out. Just the eye test for uh, just watching the game. I felt like he was playing more often with the second unit than he usually does. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting because he wasn't really trying to score. You know, he was he was definitely the guy that you would think would get the ball every time, but he was really a facilitator on that second unit, feeding guys like Rudy and Patty. And I thought that was was very interesting because Derek and Dejounte, you know, usually they'll have one of them in and take one of them out. And but this game, they both sat out and they both came in pretty much at the same time, and that was an interesting rotation. But it definitely worked, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, and those two dudes in in Dejounte and Derek. They can facilitate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've seen both of them do that in, in playoff series, right? Um, and that bench like set right now with the way that Patty has played this year, um, and this isn't like a knock, it's it, because the reason that he's playing the way that he's playing this year is because he's become it's like he's emerged as an even more potent scorer, right? Mm-hmm. And and shooter off the dribble. Um, I feel like that does make it a little bit more important um for that second unit to have somebody like Damar to be a facilitator because when you think about it Patty is less of a facilitator this year with how well he's been shooting and before the season he said Australia Patty's coming in and and we've seen that this year Mm -hmm. um so I can I can see the strategy and and the mindset behind that obviously you still want Damar in the starting lineup because overall I mean he's our guy who's going to go out and get a bucket 26 7 and 5 tonight on 12 of 20 shooting um and got a block as well uh, in tonight's ball game, but having him with that second unit, I think, I think is important because Patty and Rudy are kind of just bucket getters for us this year. And then you've got Devin Vassell too, who's who's an off ball guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Demar in the first half, he really. I want to. I wish I knew. Do you have the stat? How many points did he get in the first half? Because to me, it looked like he wasn't shooting all that Ooh. much. Because in the second half, especially at the start of the third quarter, we were hot. Demar was popping off you know he went to his old school Mm. getting the mid-range pull-up jumpers and he was just knocking them down in guys faces and it was really really a good sight Mm. to see because in the first half i want to say he had like six points or something in the first half which isn't bad talking about damar mm -hmm. just to just to confirm yeah just damar you keep talking i will investigate yeah because when the third quarter started we were we were doing really well at the beginning because of damar his offense started off hot our defense was very solid at the beginning, our defense worried me a little bit because we gave up a few wide-open shots underneath mm-hmm. to Rashawn Holmes. He got a little, he got cooking a little bit. I don't know what it is about Rashawn Holmes, but when he sees Jakob Pertle, he just gets angry, and he just wants those buckets inside. I don't know what it is. That's what Gorgie Jang wanted against us before he was on our team. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is because he's not as tall as Jakob. I don't think he's as wide as Jakob, but he just kind of bullies him down low and I, I wish I could like fix so, it. So, don't mean to interrupt. No, you, go but for it. Demar, Demar had ten points. Oh, I he was had off. ten I points was in off. the first half. If if I counted correctly, but I I believe it was ten points. With that being said, the majority of his points still were scored in the second uh, half with with sixteen. That's why you're here, Jude, to correct me when I just pull a number <laughs> out of my. ESPN is correcting us. I'm just reading from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
We'll co- we'll get copyrighted for that, I am sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But there you someone go. Someone I want to give a shout out to from the Kings, Buddy mm-hmm. Healed. It was not his fault tonight because in the third quarter he got cooking, and he, we just couldn't put the fire out. And luckily for us, the rest of the Kings squad really couldn't capitalize. Um, mm-hmm. But he, it was not his fault. He had a run there at the end of the third quarter that was pretty impressive. So, are you saying the third quarter or the fourth quarter? I think it was the third quarter. He, I mean, okay. he might have been okay. cooking in the fourth no, as no. well. But no, no. Okay, so uh, don't get your believe in yourself, Ethan. Okay. I don't know, dude. I, I, I... <laughs> no, so here is the one thing I will say. Once again, I didn't like. I said I, I, I did see him hitting some shots late in that third quarter. Yes. But, and I didn't see the first half, he did go 5 for 18 and 4 for 12 from 3. Oh, he was jacking him up for sure because he hit like 2 or 3 in a row and then they just kept giving him the ball. They did kind of make a little bit of a, I mean, not a big run, but, you know, him having that run in the third did kind of give them some hope. Like, I was kind of nervous as a Spurs fan, like, going into that fourth quarter. I was like, oh, they're selling. They're selling so hard. Um, (laughs) But... You know, obviously they ended up they ended up pulling it out, mm. thankfully. But um, it 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 you know if you look at that um the Spurs, granted there were they were bigger runs, but go back to that Spurs Bulls game, um not the one with Vucevic, but the one where we had the twenty point comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we had about the same deficit that the Kings had against us tonight. So me watching a Spurs game this year where the Spurs have done that to somebody, it was like still. You know, Buddy Heald going on that little run does make you a little bit nervous because we've seen it this year where you can make some big comebacks if you win the fourth quarter handily. So, yeah, for sure. I do have one question for you, Jude, about this okay. game. What was the difference? Because it was clear that there was something that the Spurs either changed, you know, from last game to this game. What was the difference there? You know, to be honest, Ethan, I don't know from what I saw in, in the little amount that I did see. I don't know if it was as much the Spurs as if the Kings just coming a little bit back down to earth Mm -hmm. um, and not, you know, going bananas and scoring 132 points. Um, Because here's the thing, them missing shots allowed the Spurs to run in transition, right? Or or the Spurs forcing turnovers uh, allowed. DeJounte Murray had three steals tonight. Patty Mills had two. Uh, the team overall had nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that allows the Spurs to run in transition, which allows them to to kind of play their game. Like, it's wild to say, you know, as, as Spurs fans, we've been so accustomed to for years on years of the Spurs throwing it down to Timmy, and then they threw it down to LaMarcus. They even threw it down to Kawhi. Like, Kawhi was a post-up player. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's very interesting now that the Spurs creating turnovers or getting rebounds on shots and putting the pace um, is what allows them to win games. That's that's what I would say because I still did see some possessions tonight. While although it was a lot better, where Dejounte was okay. There's six seconds left. Dejounte is going to have to beat his man off the dribble and hit a mid range jumper. And and granted, he did um, in the, in that one play that I'm remembering in my mind. But at the same time, um, I guess that that would what I would that's what I would say um, would be. Um, one of the differences. Another thing tonight, when I look at Jakob Pertl, and you can correct me a little bit if I'm wrong, but 14 uh, boards and specifically nine defensive rebounds tonight uh, on top of a block and a steal as well. So it seemed like he was a little bit more of a paint presence tonight and was able to handle Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes still had 15 boards, 
um, <laughs> and and had two blocks and 14 points, but it wasn't 20 points. So, you know, that 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 was helpful as well. And, and another thing that I will say is we kind of wrap up here, Ethan, just kind of my final thought. Um, I think that while, yes, this was a win, there are still some things that the Spurs can clean up. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but this also reminded me of the Bulls game against Vucevic. I know I brought up Bulls games in this game, but in his debut, because first of all, the score in that game was 120 to 104, and this was 120 to 106. So only two point difference in the score there. Um, And obviously the Spurs were up by 35 in that game. And the Spurs were not up by 35, but were able to consistently, um, what's the word? It kind of kind of keep them at bay mm-hmm. because let's look at the let's if we look at it quarter by quarter, the Spurs win the first by six, they win the second by ten, and then they lose the third and the first fourth quarter by one point, which means it's pretty close. But you can tell that in that second half, they didn't play as well as they did in the first half. And I think that we know with the Spurs this year, at least in my personal opinion. They're a team that like can play this Kings team if if they play, you know, the the way that they need that they played in the first half the whole game. And obviously there's going to be halftime adjustments. But at the same time, if they do like they can do that, I truly believe that they have the talent. If everybody's playing to their full potential, that they can be beating the Kings by around 10 points each quarter, which would be an even bigger W um, in this game tonight. So. I don't know, maybe that's just me being wishful thinking, but I think the theme for me of the Spurs is still consistently inconsistent Mm -hmm. because on Monday, we get blown out by the Kings. Today, we blow out the Kings, and there's not really much else to say there. (laughs) I can definitely see that. It absolutely was a tale of two halves. First half was a lot better, obviously, but again, you're right. It was because the Kings were kind of sloppy with the ball, a lot of turnovers, allowing the Spurs to play the transition game, which they have gotten so good at with all those young legs sprinting down the court. That was fun to watch. And then the second half with, I guess, King's adjustments, or maybe it was just the ball wasn't falling for us. We kind of slowed down and it it just kind of went back to the way we were playing in the game previous. But overall, I'm happy with the win. I'm sure (laughs) you are too, Jude. Yes. Yes. As as much as there was like some, Hey, let's stay on earth talk there guys, Mm -hmm. you know, and not, hype it up too much you know a w is a w and once again look if you're gonna get blown out by a team you want to blow them out the next game yes right that's and they did that tonight Mm -hmm. even if you know everything wasn't pretty uh overall still a good dub for sa and big daddy eubanks always creating (laughs) the spark especially in that fourth quarter eubanks is the goat i'm telling you he's gonna be the next guy we throw it down to Uh, in the eubanks dude yeah start eubanks I mean, I love Gorgie, but Eubanks is—he is. Yeah, he's—he's he's the real deal, hundred percent. I think what we need to do now, since we had some 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 wild takes last time. All right, so here's my final my final message for for Spurs fans watching: bench Demar and Jakob, start Eubanks and Samanich, and that's the greatest lineup of all time. Lob right City there. 2.0, <laughs> the Twin Towers, the Twin Towers. Oh. <laughs> Eubanks and Samanich. The white twin towers. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the pastry, the pastry twin towers. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what we were looking for. All right, bro. Any final thoughts on this game, Ethan? I'm happy with it. Prove Jude wrong, Spurs, by winning tomorrow mm-hmm. night against the Hawks. The Hawks are hot. They have a, a good offense with a lot of ball movement. If you could show us... That your perimeter defense is solid and consistent, consistent. enough 
You know, that's all we want. We want two wins in a row. We could do it, Spurs. We could do it. All right. One final programming note, though, before we leave. So this weekend, we will be kind of off. Ethan, I know you're going out of town. So we'll be just, we'll just, we'll be back um, when, let's see, next week. Next Monday against the Cavs. Okay. So we will be back next Monday against the Cavs. And um, maybe we'll do another episode where we kind of review the Hawks in Indiana, or maybe we don't. I don't know. We'll just just go with we'll be back next Monday against the Cavs, and we'll have our first episode of the Friday podcast where we dive a little bit deeper and just talk about storylines and and not just, you know, box scores and what we saw uh, on the basketball floor and, you know, talk a little bit more about uh, rotations and substitutions and the future and all that good stuff. Sounds good, Jude. (laughs) (laughs) For I'm Ethan Quintero. That's Jude McLaren. We'll see you guys next Monday on SSPN. Thanks so much for watching. See y'all.